Welcome to Into the Blue, a weekly look behind the scenes of the Tampa Bay Lightning with reporters Gabby Shirley and Chris Cran. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Blue. Gabby Shirley here alongside Chris Cran. We are recording this episode side by side in a new spot inside Amelie Arena. And uh, Chris, we got to talk about what's going on outside the arena. It is quite mm. a day for everyone living here in the Tampa area. Gasparilla. Have you attended Gasparilla? You know, I've attended, but I feel like I was always working because in local mm. news, we always had to cover it. Yeah, I haven't been in years, but probably my least favorite game day of the year, <laughs> to be honest, just getting here. <laughs> Walking through all the people, having a great time, dressed as pirates, and I'm walking in in my suit. Um, so, happy for everyone to have a great time. I will say the game is always good, because people are nice and rowdy, fired up. Last game for All-Star break, too, so it should be a good night, but very jealous that we can't take part in the festivities. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a bummer, but... We got a taste of it, seeing it right outside our yeah. lovely place of work. And as you said, people rolling in from the Gasparilla Parade into the game makes for a rowdy crowd. Chris, this morning, it was an optional come to the rink um, for the Tampa Bay Lightning players. But of those players that came, a lot of new guys. So I had fun asking them, hey, are you familiar with <laughs> Gasparilla? What have you seen? And for players that are not from the States, uh, they had some... Uh, I don't know what this is. I have no idea. Yeah, I know what a pirate is, but what's Gasparilla? They had some pretty funny questions to go along with that topic. It's funny how many people don't know what it is, even players on our own team. Like, I remember when we first came out with the Gasparilla jerseys this year, I feel like all the reaction online, people thought it was for the Bucks. Mm -hmm. People didn't even know what Gasparilla was. So, yeah, it's an exciting time. It's kind of interesting that a lot of guys on the team don't know what it is. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's kind of a crazy thing that you probably don't know too much about unless you lived in Florida for a while. So, it's a good day. It's a great day. I really like all the uh, commotion going on outside. I mm -hmm. actually took a walk in it just because. Yeah, and you did. I mean, it's nice that Tampa has its own thing like that, too. Like its own kind of iconic thing. So it's cool. Just a little jealous, that's all. That's fair. All <laughs> right, let's get into our topics. We have two games to talk about, two wins for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tuesday in Philadelphia, and then Thursday right here at home against the Arizona Coyotes. Chris, want to start giving us your thoughts on either the first game or both the games? You can lump it all into one. Well, I, I will be the one to dive in on your hometown game first. Mm. Are you sure? Yeah, all you right. start. Well, because you was, were on the road trip, which is always exciting. It was exciting, and it was a great start to the game as well. Um, you know, the Lightning score a minute and 45 into the game with Braden Point, and they needed a, a response game from, you know, the Detroit loss. I think they wanted to have a really fast start. That was the main thing is the first and second in Detroit didn't really have much going. I mean, I know they, you know, they scored early in that game, but after that there wasn't much happening for them. So they got the fast start, obviously, with a goal early on. Max Crozier gets his first NHL point with the assist on the goal. Um, and then Cooch, you know, gets one before, right before the end of the first period. Really nice play, and, and they were kind of taken off after that. They go up 3 nothing at the start of the second with the power play goal. You know, Philly started to punch back a little bit, but it was one of those games. We've seen a lot of them this year when the Lightning get up and then the other team punches back, and the Lightning have done a, a really good job responding, I mm -hmm. think, throughout the year in those situations. You know, they never lost the lead throughout the entire game, and just a really solid road game against a team that, you know, is right in the playoff hunt as well. They need to have a good game after um, the Detroit game and finish the the road trip on a really high note. I thought they played very well, very efficient scoring. They only had 21 shots, but still finished with six goals. So um, good to see them putting the puck in the net and just a, a pretty solid road game, I thought. 
I agree. Other tidbits from that game, Chris, the morning skate started out with a bang with Eric Chernak being yeah. on the ice. It was really great to see him. He was hurt in that game against the Devils on January 11th. We are expecting to see him after the All-Star break. So that's promising, but he did fly up to Philadelphia. He wanted to skate with his teammates, and that is, in fact, what he did that morning. So that was great. You touched on Crozier getting his first NHL point, the assist on the Braden Point goal. And, Chris, when we talked about that after the game, he said uh, what he what he will remember about it. Braden Point deflected it. So that was pretty cool. cool. He's a great guy, and I've really enjoyed getting to know him uh, since he's been up with this team. And then Nikita Kucherov. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. You might have been the one to ask John Cooper, like, what more can you tell us about this guy? Yeah. And just what, I mean, what has he done this year that has elevated him to this whole different level mm-hmm. of play? And, you know, Coop's biggest thing is he's shooting the puck a lot more, um, which obviously he is. I think he's third in the NHL in shots on goal right now. Um, but we talked about this the other day. The thing that is amazing with him is that, the assist numbers haven't fallen off at all. I mean, they're still there. He's he's passing the puck as as great as he ever has. Um, but with him shooting the puck, you know, Coop said it that night too. Is his shot has eyes and and he's very accurate. Finds ways to get it through traffic. Um, and just his fifth career hat trick, which I, I think surprised a lot of people that he only has five to this mm-hmm. point. I mean, only has five, um, <laughs> which is a lot. But um, good for him. I mean, he he deserved to have the hat trick that night because he was just dominant and he got it obviously at the end with the empty net goal. But the, the year he's having is it's crazy. I mean, it's been a lot of fun to watch and, you know, he makes, we've said it a lot, but he makes really good, talented NHL hockey players look very silly at times. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait to see where he ends at the end of the year with this point race going and just where he ends up point wise. I mean, can he score 50 goals and also go over 130 points maybe? It looks like it right now. So um, he's on top of his game, but it's it's hard to say. That was why I asked is like, where what is he doing that's even different than last year? Because he, he was so good last year. Um, and it's hard to point at one thing that's, wow, this has really improved a lot for him. But, you know, he points to him shooting the puck a lot more. Um, and it obviously has resulted in a lot more points. He already has more goals than he had last year. But it's just been a dominant season for him to this point. And, you know, that's why he's in the All-Star game and excited to see where it all ends up because the race between him and McKinnon right now, is it's been a lot of fun to watch. A 6-3 win against the Flyers, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning come home, and they also have a 6-3 win against the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I think, Chris, just in broad summary, John Cooper was asked, you know, what's different with your team? Why are they playing so well? Why are they stringing together these wins? And he said, well, it starts with us not allowing a ton of goals. And yes, three goals, that's the max this team wants to allow. And they have done that. They've had a good defensive effort. Defensemen are chipping in offensively. Um, I think we saw that again on Thursday night with this team. Uh, What are your thoughts on that game against the Coyotes? Well, again, I mean, they got the fast start. I thought that was Mm -hmm. the biggest thing because they're, you know, Arizona had played the night before. They didn't play well against Florida. Um, but they saved Connor Ingram for the Lightning game, uh, and he's played extremely well against the Lightning, oh, as yeah. we know. Um, I think they had one goal on him in like 70-something shots the prior yep. two games. Yep. Come out, score, first first shot of the game. I thought that was really good for their confidence as a group, honestly. Another goal from Darren Radish, who's playing really well. Um, Arizona comes back and ties it, and then I thought getting that goal right before the end of the first period was big because mm-hmm. I thought they... You know, I thought they outshot him 13-7 to in the first period, but I thought they really outplayed them and deserved to have the lead after that period. So to go to the second with the lead, you know, they take off from there where they outscore him 3-1 to in the second period. Um, I thought that was one of their, their better games of this stretch, really. Um, you know, they're, they're playing really good hockey right now. Arizona, historically, has been a tough team for them to play against for whatever reason. Um, but they've been great on home ice. And, you know, 
they, they've strung together this, what is it, seven of eight now, I think, mm-hmm. about ahead of the Devils game. Um, you worry sometimes about that first game back from a road trip, but they played great, and they've been really good on home ice. Um, and really just these past few weeks, they're playing some of their best hockey contributions up and down the lineup. And Cooch, again, had another great game. He passed McKinnon that game, obviously, as well. Um, but it just felt like from start to finish, there there wasn't much worry about what the end result of that game was going to be. Chris, I don't mean to admit that I was <laughs> nervous with said question because I texted you. You didn't respond. But my <laughs> post-game bench interview was with the captain, Steven Stamkos. And the entire game, I really liked what I saw from the Tampa Bay Lightning. But again, three goals, not the end of the world, but it's still three goals. Yeah. So Steven sat down next to me on the bench. We hadn't come; They hadn't come to us yet for this post-game interview. And I said all right, like close to a complete game? Is that is that a fair question to ask you? Did you think you played a complete game? I didn't want him to look at me and say, what are you talking yeah. about? No way. But he laughed and he's like, it was a really solid effort. Like I did think that we played all around pretty well. So I think that that kind of summarized what we saw in that game on Thursday. Uh, some other fun tidbits, Chris, that I cannot wait to touch on here. Uh, Mitchell Chafee, he yes. was back. And he skated on a line with Luke Glendening. And the two of them share some similarities in the fact that they're both from Grand Rapids. They had the same youth coach, and they trained together in the offseason in Detroit. So I thought that was pretty cool that Chafee was back on that line with Glendening. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he gets his first point, his first goal, and that was assisted by Crozier and Lilleberg, who we played with in Syracuse. And then he also got the assist on the Luke Glendening goal later in the game. Yeah. So I thought that was great. And then that was Hockey Talks night. So we saw Austin Watson, although he was not out there on the ice. Um, we saw him present a check on behalf of the Lightning Foundation to Cove Be- Behavioral Health, which treats mental health and substance abuse issues. And on that day, it was the anniversary of five years of sobriety for Austin Watson. Yeah, it was cool to see all the recognition he got from his teammates. You could tell they were all very excited for him. Um, so a nice honor for him. And you could tell, you know, it's a journey that has not been the easiest road for him, um, but it seems like he's in a really good place now. Fans will get more of a look at that um, in the next episode of Recharge. I in Recharge, yeah, tune so, in. Yeah, we watched that segment yesterday, I think it was, and it's, it was awesome, really one of the, I mean, they're all so good, but you Powerful. watch them and they're just, yeah, it was, it really was. It was just a very nice message and extremely well done, um, you know, by him and his wife, his daughter as well, and then really just the video team and you as well, obviously we're part of that. So, um, but touching back on Chafee, like it was uh, just another guy to come up from Syracuse and have an impact on the team. Yep. It's been pretty crazy watching how many guys have, have come up and, you know, I can't really think of one guy that, that came up and looked like it was too big for no. him. You know, they've all played really well. I know some of them have played more than others, but he kind of got, I won't say a raw deal, but, you know, he came up earlier in the year, he played in Minnesota for, I think he had six minutes and some change of ice time. So didn't really get to show that much. Um, so good for him to get an opportunity. He's been one of Syracuse's best players all year offensively. Um, had season-ending surgery last season. Uh, it was out for the whole year. And it sounds like that was a real uphill battle for him um, to come back from that. So really cool story. Uh, and good for him to get the goal on home ice. Crowd was really into it. He was excited to play here. So just another great game. And Fans will know what happened by the time they hear this, but hopefully they can keep that rolling into the New Jersey game because it just feels like they're starting to turn that corner a little bit and playing their best hockey of the year right now. 
And I hope to see more from Mitchell Chafee. He had his birthday yesterday, Chris, on Friday. Mm-hmm. We're recording this episode on Saturday, Gasparilla Saturday. Uh, he said his girlfriend is here. His parents are flying into town. Aunt, cousin, they're all going to be in the stands for this game. I asked him if this was the first time they would be seeing him play at Emily Arena. He said yes to seeing him play, but back in the day he was here for a game to see no one with the lightning, but uh, the Capitals play because you know who he wanted to see. Ovi. Uh-huh. Wow. Yep. So he was here again years ago um, for a game like that, that game. And uh, he said it was a great experience and his family is happy to come back. That's cool. Were they here on vacation, do you know, or just? It sounded like it. I don't know if they would have come all this way just for a game, but it seemed like they were planning their trip mm-hmm. to accommodate that. Um, but yeah, he said they came to see Ovi. <laughs> they used to play him a ton. They were in the same, same division as him for a long time, but I used to... Despite that, I used to love Ovi, too. He was one of my favorite players when I was a kid, too. So it was, You might have been at the game. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, <laughs> I could have been. So that's that's cool, though. Um, and now, you know, maybe we'll see how long he stays up, and maybe he's playing against him one day in the same game. It's kind of cool. A lot of these guys, I think, have experienced that where you know, they're playing against guys that they looked up to when they were younger. We have a, we have a lot of young guys on the team. So it's been a fun season, especially with, with the new guys coming up and just seeing how much they've enjoyed it. And the fact that they perform well is just... Um, it's been really cool, and the Lightning are playing well with those guys in the lineup, so it's nice. The Lightning are playing very well, winning seven of the last eight games. Chris, what can we, I hate to use the word blame, that implies that it's negative, but what can we point to as far as why the Lightning have turned a corner here? We're talking about defense mm-hmm. and them holding to holding other teams to three or fewer goals. Young guys chipping in. I mean, what would you, what have you noticed in this stretch? There's a lot of things like the things you just mentioned. And then, you know, I think the main thing still is the turnovers. Like they're not mm-hmm. turning the puck over the way they were at a lot of points really throughout the first half of the year, maybe. But they've simplified it that way. You know, they're breaking out cleaner when when the breakouts aren't there. They're getting the puck out of the zone. We aren't seeing those really glaring turnovers, giving the puck up right in front of the net. We're not seeing as many odd man rushes against Vassy hasn't really. Well, the Detroit game, he he was asked to be Superman a little bit and yes, played really yes. well. But, you know, aside from that, I think they've, they've limited those really high danger chances. They've limited the rushes against Vassy starting to find his feet. Um, and and the D is playing really well. That, that third pair of Lilleberg and Crozier has kind of, I think, made things a little more sound and calm back there. Um, but what do you think? I feel like I've done a lot of talking over these past two games. What, what are your thoughts on how they've kind of turned this corner here? Well, Chris, it... Almost doesn't make sense, and John Cooper has pointed to this too, but I feel like the first how many games of the season, the Lightning would, because they're not going to play perfect, there's going to be a turnover here and there, but they would have a turnover, and it would always, without fail, end up in the back of their net. And again, John Cooper, without really providing an explanation, because I don't know if there is one, said that at some point their luck, if you will, I don't know if that is even the right term there, but it was going to change. And... Like I said, you can't eliminate turnovers completely. But now, if there is the turnover, it doesn't seem to be as damaging as it was in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe you can point to just players getting more comfortable or, again, luck was going to change. Yeah, so that's what I've kind of been noticing, Chris. And then also, the guys that are out are definitely missed. But, again, other things that this team is pointing to, these new guys, they do bring that energy yeah that spark and we have a lot of veteran players on this team that have been there for a while of course they're motivated they know what to do on and on and on but Steven Stamkos admitted it they they come even unintentionally and they bring that like 
nervous, Mm -hmm. jittery, I'm excited energy, which sometimes is needed. You need the emotion. You need to not get to the ice and say, all right, this is game 39 of an 82-game season. Uh, So I really think that has helped this Tampa Bay Lightning team as well. Perhaps it just came at the perfect time. Well, it's like the dog days of the season kind of. I mean, we're kind of at like the start of that. But, you know, you get to the the 45-ish, 50, 60 games, Mm -hmm. like around there, and it's just, you know, you're in your same routine and – kind of want you want the playoff push to like really get going you want the playoffs to start almost you're in the middle of it it's just kind of that moment of the year and you're right like I think guys even just you look at they're going out for warm-ups and a guy's going to do his rookie left how much excitement does that yeah. bring to the entire team like it's something to get first point first yeah, goal something to get yelling about and and get get excited <laughs> and just it brings a whole different energy and it's you know we've we've speculated that but it's been nice kind of to hear multiple players have said that and yes. reaffirm that and you're right with Coop I mean he said it throughout the beginning of the year. You know, it was, we turn the puck over and it just feels like every mistake we're making ends up in the back of our net. And that usually doesn't happen. And I think a lot of fans at that point were like, no, like these, you guys need to just stop making the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like you're just making excuses. And he came back to it and he, <laughs> he even said like, you know, we're still making some mistakes now and again, but they're not all ended up in the back of our net. And he's kind of right. I mean, it's when they've made mistakes, vassy has been there to make some crazy. saves. And it really is because at first, you know, me and you, I think, trust Coop a lot and yes. what he says. We think he's a very smart guy. But, you know, I can understand fans thinking at the start of the year this kind of feels like an excuse to a certain extent. Um, but he was right. Every mistake they made, it, it was ending up in a goal. And some of those mistakes were much more glaring than the ones they're making now. Yes, true. But still, I mean, they've they've gotten a little bit of that puck luck back on their side. Um, and throughout an 82-game season, it, it's true. It just kind of, you know, it evens itself out. So um, that's been nice to see for them. And you're right. The excitement from the young guys has been good. And it just feels like they're they're starting to find themselves a little bit, find their identity. He said they're playing more um, predictable hockey, more mm-hmm. consistent. Um, so they're starting to find that system and and gearing up for for that playoff push. They know they don't have a lot of wiggle room. And again, they're playing their best hockey of the year right now. So hopefully they can keep that going. And hopefully the break is is a good thing for them, and they can rest up and then come back and keep doing the same things. So hopefully it doesn't kind of throw things out of whack. Um, but you know everyone has to deal with the break, so it is what it is. I'm sure they'll be happy to get some time off. Chris, you just teed it up so nicely. Our third topic <laughs> on this episode is the All-Star break. Yes. Chris, you think you've been doing a lot of talking. I've been enjoying it very much. Why don't you start <laughs> again and tell us where you'll be? Oh, I'm going to be <laughs> in nice, <laughs> beautiful Toronto, Ontario um, for the All-Star game. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be uh, me and Cooch going to be riding hanging around out. town, hanging out, hitting all the spots. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'll be in Toronto with Cooch. You left and, out Chowda. Uh, Chowda, one of our video guys, um, will be going as well, accompanying us. So three best friends heading up to Toronto mm-hmm. uh, for the All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend draft. I, I mean, I'm excited. It's cool. I like the new format for the skills competition. Uh, I'm excited to see Cooch participate yep. in that because, um, you know, he's. I, I obviously think he's one of the most skilled players in the NHL. So that should be fun to see how he does in that. A lot of it, I think, is nerves and you know, some of those things are the competitions and, and events they do are very difficult. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but cool that he's participating in it. It's good for the organization, good for the Lightning. Um, but so that's really where I will be spending most of my break is in beautiful, nice, chilly Toronto <laughs> while Gabby is uh, soaking up the sun in a very tropical uh, environment. Where will you be headed? To all our listeners, I promise I wasn't 
asking Chris to share to just rub it in his face. But oh, definitely not. Over this All Star break, I do not need to be in Toronto, so I am going to Turks and Caicos. I have never been. I'm so excited. Chowder right now is in the background giving yeah. me a thumbs his down. His ears were burning <laughs> because he's so jealous that he'll be in Toronto. Some of us have to work is what he's shouting. But don't you worry, guys. He's going on a cruise when he gets back from Toronto. So he'll be just fine. <laughs> he's fine. Um, he's a big fine. baby. Yeah. So I am going away for a couple days. I cannot wait. Um, but, Chris, I have to point out, you know, we're recording this before the final game, before the break. That is where our focus lies. Wow. Myself and the players. I may or may not have gone around the locker room and said, hey, guys, what are you doing for the break? Give me all your fun plans. But. They're focused. Mm. They're focused, okay? I'm and just you setting the record straight. I am so focused. I did not try on bathing suits last night. I was studying for this game, mm-hmm. obviously. Did not get your nails done for vacation? No, I did not. My nails are not <laughs> blue right now. Blue for the lightning. I'm very excited for Gabby. She deserves a vacation. She works very hard, um, and that'll be a very cool place to go. I am jealous, of course. Wish I was going, but you deserve a nice trip I'll for yourself. I'll send you all the so. beach pictures. Yes, please do. I'll be on the water <laughs> <Sunsets>. in Toronto. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll Margaritas. Be great. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, let's get to the Blue Line segment. Guys, we love all your questions, but mm-hmm. we want to hear your voices. So here we go. Please. Write this phone number down. Write it down. 813-301-6749. One more time. 813-301-6749. Call us. All right. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, this is for Christopher from Tampa Bay Lightning fan 21. Who is the most exciting young star that we have in the pipeline? Gonzalez batted a puck out of the air at the blue line, then immediately got pressure on the net. I think he's super talented and wish we'd bring him back up. Mm. Lilleberg and Crozier, though, are amazing too. Chris, take it away. Well, is it? Fantastic question. So thank you, Tampa Bay Lightning fan 21. And you make some great points. Um, you know, <laughs> I actually take, I actually find one of the most impressive things amongst all NHL players really is the way some of these guys can bat a puck out of midair like that. Really? The hand-eye coordination is, is crazy with some of these guys. I do remember that play too. Um, he held it in right at the blue line, knocked out of midair. So um, he's definitely up there in terms of, you know, the Lightning's prospect pool. Um, the two guys I would probably point to you mentioned one of them before we started recording. Isaac Howard, for a multitude of reasons, in terms of the excitement level. Obviously, we know the personality is there from draft night. Mm-hmm. Um, but World Junior Championship with the U.S., he didn't make the team You know, two years ago. This past year, made the team and was one of the best players. He had an impact, right? Huge impact. <laughs> huge impact, yeah. He was, I mean, he played great. And, um, you know, you don't get to watch a lot of college hockey unless you pay for like the Big Ten Network or whatever it is. So, I mean, I don't watch a ton of college hockey. I wish I could watch more, but we saw him at Dev Camp, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing him in that tournament, he was very fun, exciting player to watch. He's has a low center of gravity to the ice. He's shifty, but he still has some size to him. Really good shot, sees the ice really well. Um, so he, he's probably, um, you know, either the 1A or 1B, and I think the other one is Ethan Gauthier, who they just drafted this mm-hmm. past year. Um, this is a player that Lightning fans, once he gets up here, they're, they're really going to enjoy watching. He has a lot of that Yanni Gord style of play to him. Not the biggest guy. Um, very physical. Uh, he's, he's a good skater. He's fast. He has good hands. He can score. Um, so he brings a lot of things to the table. And, and the main thing, really, is that intensity and that kind of go-go-go attitude that we've seen with guys like Gord and, and AC Mont and players like that. So 
Um, those are kind of the two guys that, that I look to, not to take away from any of the other guys. You know, Lilberg and Crocher are both here already. They're playing very well. Um, but the Lightning have, you know, they don't have a ton of those blue chip prospects, super high end. Um, but a lot of it is just how you develop these guys. You know, it's uh, pl- hockey players can develop a lot from, you know, age 18 or really age 16, 17, 18, all the way through their early 20s. Um, and the Lightning have done a fabulous job developing their prospects. And there's a lot of teams around the league that have a lot of those high end blue chip prospects. They haven't been able to take advantage of it because so much of it is development. And those years early in your career after you get drafted are very important years. Lightning have done a good job developing guys. I'm so excited to see how they work with those two players because, you know, they've traded away a lot of draft picks over the years, but they've managed to stay relevant for over a decade now. And hopefully that can continue. So those are my two picks. Would you like to name anyone or would you like to just go to the next question? I'm looking at the time. We're going to the next question. All right. We can't keep you guys forever. This question is from Jessica. And I know the answer, and I love this answer. Um, <laughs> does Max Crozier have a nickname yet? Well, Jessica, thank you for your question. It is a good one. I feel bad <laughs> that I didn't have more time to do research, but I can tell you, maybe, I don't know, is this how nicknames develop, Chris? Is an abbreviation of the name a nickname? That's up for you to decide. But uh, <laughs> we have heard him be referred to as Crow. Great. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And our boss in particular likes to make a crow sound. I'm not going to do it. Chris, you want to give it a try? I wish I could, but I'm, I have a bit of a cough right now, so I can't. But it's just a bird noise, uh, not a loon noise. Uh, you <laughs> can do clear, it. Come on. To be clear. No, I can't. I can't. But I will do the wings. He. No, I can't because my blazer is like too tight. There we go. Um, yeah, so our boss has taken to making a crow noise as well as flapping his arms like a bird. Mm-hmm. So that always makes us laugh. Um, again, I don't know if he has seen that uh, <laughs> imitation, but I have heard him called Crow. So there we go. A lot of, I'm just realizing this, we have a lot of animals. and I mean, even birds on the team. We have a big cat. Yep. We have a crow. We have a bald eagle. <laughs> Is, are there any other ones I'm missing? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, there's got to be more. I think so, but yeah, it's a... It's like a zoo in there. It's like a zoo in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great question. Thank you, yeah. Jessica. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is time for everyone's favorite segment, plus minus segment. Okay. I'm going to just volunteer to go first. Wow. I already know your plus. Because you do? I, I think I do. It's a good transition because you mentioned all the animals we have in the locker room. And my plus is oh. the bald eagle. Oh, okay. Sorry, I did not know your plus. <laughs> I don't know how many of you saw the pregame shenanigans on Valley Sports prior to the last game against the Arizona Coyotes, but they had a camera in the locker room for the lineup read. Darren Radish was reading the lineup. The guys get into it. They got to pump up the room, pump up their mm-hmm. teammates. Um, he announced himself as starting on the blue line, and announced himself as the bald eagle. He dabbed the air. There was no one there. It was fantastic. I think it caught everyone, probably everyone in that locker room, off guard. Mm -hmm. And people have been loving it. But I got to get into this, Chris. I, being the fantastic Bally Sports reporter that I am, obviously wanted to do a whole big hit little Mm -hmm. segment, if you will, in the game tonight, Saturday, on the Bald Eagle. The (laughs) nickname, how it came about, other nicknames, because I've heard other nicknames that pertain to Darren Radish. Yeah, how'd that one come about? And uh, hold on. He amused me, and he answered all my questions, and then he said, like, 
just get off of it. I don't want you to do a hit on it. Uh, it's not really my nickname. So I'm here to set the record straight. I am listening to said player, Darren Radish, and I'm setting the record straight. He said I'm allowed to tell everyone that the Bald Eagle nickname was tossed around like two days ago by Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos, <laughs> but it is not his nickname. So when he used it, he was just trying to get the guys going. He thought them calling him that, he would land a joke and also use it. So that is all. I'm not telling you any other nicknames. We're not doing a whole segment on it. I'm just setting the record straight. Well, he probably buried himself by saying, I don't want to be called this because that is, that <laughs> typically, it's gonna stick. yeah, that would probably stick now. But not by us. I mean, he's got a few, uh, Bald Eagle, Daryl. Uh, I have no comment. I was told I'm not allowed to make it a segment. Okay, all right, all right, all right, yeah. <laughs> Well, he's he's had some issues, you know, having, but it's still they, my plus. being called the wrong name. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess that's just the consequence of having a brother in the NHL as well. But regardless, he has to be, uh, he's one of our favorites, he is. I would say. Great guy. Yeah. Always uh, always making jokes. Always down to chat. Mm -hmm. Even if he tells me, do not turn this into something. Mm -hmm. um, I really do appreciate him. And yes, that is why we are moving on. Chris, what's your plus? <laughs> my plus is going to be... Ooh, see, now I'm actually, you You said in-game hit, and now I'm thinking of a hit that maybe you had done or were thinking about doing, and I kind of want to make it my plus, but I'm not going to. Why not? I have one Do decided. It. No, because I already have a plus. All um, right. And my uh. plus is um, my dogs, because uh. I can't, see, I can't change that. I can't get rid of my dogs. <laughs> Four years ago yesterday, <gasps> um, my dogs met for the first time. Maya was a puppy, um, and... We took them out to a baseball field and put them in the outfield and let them together. And they, um, I have a great video I'll have to show you after of Oshi is like sniffing, sniffing Maya, is sniffing under her, her belly. It's really cute. They're both standing up. And then he, he, my dog Oshi is a lot smaller than my girlfriend's dog Maya. Um, and he like runs underneath her and through her two back legs <laughs> and she like jumps up in the air, like, what are you doing? And they've been best friends after that. Um, but, you know, coming home after a road trip, seeing your dog, it's, it's just the best. the best thing ever. doesn't matter what time of the day or night. The person that you live with is always asleep. Yes. The dog is the only one that greets you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got home. I mean, when did we get home? That night late. It was 1 a.m., Yeah, very late. So I um, got home and they both sprint out of the room and are so happy to see me. Just love my dogs. Um, <laughs> they're the best. Nothing better than coming home and seeing your dogs. And like I said, they, they met for the first time four years ago. They're best friends. Um, so my plus is my dogs. My other potential plus was going to be bowling, but maybe we'll save that for, uh, for We're next gonna, week. Ooh, oh, or we can just get to it a little bit later because it's a All good right. story. All right. Um, okay, but minus, not bowling. My minus, Christopher, again, sorry. I'm focused on tonight's game, but I'm also then going to be focused on the break. Um, for all you ladies, men, you can tune me out. So, Chris, you can tune me out if you want to. My minus is bathing suit cover-ups. Okay, so I'm going on a tropical vacation, guys. I love clothes. I love fashion. I buy new things. What you wear as a lady over your bathing suit, it's supposed to be cute, mm -hmm. but also it's like getting sandy, getting salty, mm. sunscreen, so you don't want to spend a million dollars on it. I, for the life of me, cannot find anything that's cute, reasonably priced for my vacation getaway, so and got, I've been I've been really trying. You have nothing? No, I got nothing. What about like a rain poncho? So it's just going to be me in a bathing suit and a rain poncho. Thank you for your suggestion. Yeah, that. Hockey jersey. Wear your Gasparilla hockey jersey. There you go. Chris, like, thank you for your help, but that's not, it's yeah. not cute. It's not cute. 
Yeah. I mean, I can't help too much with that. Yeah. So hopefully, ladies, you get me again. I'm sorry. I'm really focused on the wrong things right now. But uh, mm. that's my thought. I thought this was going to go into our uh, bathing suit discussion from yesterday when we were walking to Sparkman Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, my minus. I had a few potential minuses this week. I had some good ones. But I'm going to go with something that we've talked about recently. And that's negative fans. Mm, um, particularly great on, minus. Get out of here if you. you're one of them. Particularly, particularly, excuse me, on the X app. I mean, there's some Lightning fans, I hate to say it, but the Lightning could be winning 20 to nothing and give up one goal, and that would be the only time one of these fans would reply to one of my tweets and have something negative to say. Some of you just need to take a deep breath, maybe work on some meditation, <sighs> some yoga, um, practice positivity. Mm, great. It's been such a good team for a decade. They're right in the thick of the playoff race. A lot of teams throughout the Eastern Conference have that were supposed to be very good teams have done the same thing this year, a little up and down. Toronto hasn't looked their best. Um, you know, that's that's sports. Your team's not going to be at the top of the mountain all the time. It's impossible. Enjoy the ride. They're still a great team. And some fans are just negative all the time. They only speak up when it's negative. Cut the negativity out. I'm trying to practice positivity 2024. We've talked about this. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing around here. So, Practicing positivity and not being a negative Nancy. Yeah, no negative Nancys. No chatty Cathy's. <laughs> Unless you're going to chat positively. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You could chat be a chatty Cathy if you're positive. But yeah, some people just, you only reply if you have something negative to say. Mm. I, I just don't mm. understand that. Whether it's about the way the team is playing. You know, I've seen tweets, the lightning go down one nothing. Game's over. Oh, Game's not ah, over. Gosh. I've seen tweets about players that are not nice. Not nice. Guys, they're all trying their hardest. They all want to win. They're all doing their best. Cut them a break. They're all working very hard. They want to win. They want to make you proud. Um, and you're rooting for one of the most successful sports organizations over the past. It's a great minus. I don't even know how long. So um, let's just practice some positivity, guys. No need for the negativity in this world. Life's too short. That's amazing. Thank you. That was really great. Thank you. Should we give him a bonus and talk about bowling real quick? Yes. Okay. Yes. This is a plus. plus. A plus would be bowling, in my opinion, unless you're certain people. But you go ahead. This was a, you were at the thick of this scoop, so. I was at the thick of it. Yeah. In the thick of it? Not at. All right. All right. Um, well. This story was uncovered on Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday morning in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. right? Prior to the game against the Flyers. And the entire team had an off day on Monday in Philly. I learned that four Tampa Bay Lightning players went bowling. The four players are Nick Paul, Nick Perbix, Luke Lendenning, and Connor Sherry. Kind of fun. Mm -hmm. They decided to go bowling. I love it. Obviously, who was the best bowler? Let's hear it. Well, the easy answer from everyone was Nick Perbix. So we had to ask him why. And I don't have my little notes in front of me here, guys. But apparently, when he was a freshman in college at St. Cloud State University, he would go bowling every single Monday with a group of guys. Every Monday without fail. He got pretty good. He said there was a couple-month stretch where he would be bowling three or four times a week. This guy was there working on his game. He said so much so that his dad... I think it was his, so I'm not going to really say gifted, lent him his bowling ball. It was red. I don't know the weight. I don't know if it was monogrammed. He had his own bowling ball. His uh, friends, perhaps teammates did as well. And he was there all the time getting good. It's impressive. 
It is so impressive. I did not know that fun fact about Nick Perbix, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I do too. I, and I love bowling myself. I'm not very good, but, you know, I'm just, for me personally, I'm just glad that the guys found an activity in Philadelphia indoors um, to do on their off day <laughs> because some of us decided to be outdoors walking around the city of Philadelphia. And I'm telling you, that is just not, that would not be the move um, on your off day in Philly, just based off some of the shenanigans I saw going down in the Gabby's beautiful city. All right, moving on. Because he's going to keep trashing Philadelphia, <laughs> which is rude. Okay. To the question corner. Yes. Start us off, Chris. I got to shuffle my pages here. I will. Um, all right. Well, let me start with the beautiful disclaimer here that we all have come to know and love. Oh, let's go. <clears throat> Each Tuesday morning as the Into the Blue podcast drops, we're giving you a chance to win an autographed puck from a lightning player. In the show, we will give you a question that we asked a player. and You have until Sunday night to get your guess in as to what their answer is. By responding to our posts on X from the at Bolts radio account or emailing boltsintotheblue at gmail.com. We'll pick one winner at random from all correct entries. No purchase or payment necessary. Restrictions apply. Visit entry. I don't know why the entry is in there. Visit tampabaylightning.com forward slash into the blue for full rules, prize description, odds, and other info. Void where prohibited. Woo! All right. So we had a little bit of a... um. Delayed. Delay. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Delay um, in our previous question. But thankfully, you guys had another week to guess for a future Hall of Fame hockey player in Steven Stamkos. The question being, if Steven Stamkos could have dinner with one athlete in Tampa Bay sports history, dead or alive, who would it be? His answer was... Evan Longoria. Did that surprise you? <laughs> well, I actually missed when Chris asked Stephen Stamkos this question. I was probably talking to Nick Perpix about bowling. Who knows? But Chris, you sparked quite a conversation in the locker room, didn't you? Yeah, there was a, some some heavy debating going on about who um, the lucky dinner guest would be. <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of people guessed Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. That was probably the easy Fair. guess. Um, and I will tell you guys right now that the captain of the Lightning didn't want the puck given away that easy. Um, I think Brady was near the top of his list. You can't be surprised that that would be his uh, mm -hmm. thought process on this. So he gave some serious thought to this. There was probably two minutes or so of him sitting there trying to decide who <laughs> um, it would be. You know, we heard some interesting things from around the room. We heard Brady, Gronk, Warren Sapp, um, a lot of names thrown around. Mike Evans was one of those. Uh, Nick Paul, I think, would have picked Mike Evans. He was very, very big on that one. So um, Evan Longoria. A great answer to me. One of the original Tampa Bay Rays legends, in my opinion. Um, you know, obviously they went back a little bit before that, but you know, he was he was a guy that was very like he was a loved athlete in Tampa. Like he was a fan favorite for a long time, um, and, and one of my favorites too. Um, in terms of being a Rays fan, so great answer. Uh, I know he's been to dinner, dinner with him before. He said so. That would be a um, a reuniting, I guess, and maybe they'll go to On Swan, Gabby's favorite restaurant. If you haven't been, you gotta go. Next question. I'll Next let you take it. question. Okay, everyone, get ready. It's a good one. <clears throat> if Mikhail Sergachev could see one band, dead or alive, in concert, who would it be? I know yours would be a country singer. Mine would be a country singer. Country all the time, guys. Who would yours be? Zach Bryan, is that his name? Yeah, you know what? That's a great one because I would have said Taylor Swift, but I've already Ooh. seen her. Woo! Yeah, that's a good one. When did you see Taylor Swift? When she was here? Yeah, at Ray J at the end of last season. 
Taylor Swift. Mm, love her. I mean, honestly, I'm not even a huge Taylor Swift fan, and that, that wouldn't be a bad answer, really. I'm sure she puts on a great show. She puts on a fantastic show. I don't have an answer right now. <laughs> I wish I did, but I got too many, too many musicians I like. All right, Chris is going to ponder this, and he'll get back to you. Yeah, next week we'll have an answer for you guys. But thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully the Lightning wrapped up their pre-All-Star break season with a win over the Devils. And we will see you when Gabby returns from beautiful Turks and Caicos. See you on the other side. (laughs) Bye. Follow Lightning Radio on social media at Bolts Radio. And don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode of Into the Blue.